What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back, you guys. All right. So a couple weeks ago, I did an episode all about breaking up with being content and introduced this thing called the terror barrier. I got so many messages from you guys after that episode aired. So clearly it resonated. Clearly this is something that a lot of you guys are struggling with. And I was talking with some of my leaders. It was actually before I even recorded the episode and I was just bouncing ideas back and forth with them. And one of um, the top coaches on our team, her name's Ashley. She's like, Oh, hi, this is me. That was me. I was living that life of contentment. I totally get this. This is going to be like so good. And so I asked her some questions and I kind of dug into, okay, well, what were you going through? What changed? What did it for you? And I was like, you know what? I just need you to come on and be a guest speaker. I'm just going to bring you on to share about it because I think that stories are what people remember and it will really resonate with a lot of you. So we have a guest speaker today. Her name's Ashley McClellan. If you're in the Beachbody world, you probably know her. She is like so energetic to watch any of her videos, to watch any of her Instagram stories. Like you just love her. She is so contagious. And so we're just going to pass it over to her for a sec to intro herself because she can do it way better than I can. And I want her to dive right into where she was. So Ashley, when you were like, Oh my gosh, that was me. I was content. I was stuck. Like I didn't want anything more. Cause I don't know, for whatever reason, where were you then? And like, explain that chapter. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ...of life. Okay, you guys, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. And it still is so surreal 
when someone explained, like describes me that way, that I'm so energetic, that I'm one of the top coaches, that whatever, because y'all, that was just not me. That was not me. And, and then I did this exercise that she talked about in the, in the content call. If you have that or listen to that, like for real, it will oh, all the things. Um, and I followed that train of thought. I found my terror barrier and all the things changed. So fast forward, um, rewind a little bit. So I, um, was happily married. We'd been married for, um, about six years. We had a little girl when I stumbled into, um, to coaching and the coaching realm and just wanted to make some side money and, um, really, really, really wanted to make some side money, had a certain amount in mind. And I hit that relatively fast again, it's cause I pushed through my terror barrier. I can see that now, but I, I couldn't figure out how I'd push through it so fast and then I got, uh, I got to a place of complacency, got kind of stuck in about a year into my business. Um, when I was pushing for some big goals and some big things I wanted to do, my husband suddenly and unexpectedly lost his job. He'd had his job for about seven years and, um, had, was working his way up, was making an incredible income, had amazing bonuses and benefits and all those things. And that I like was like, Oh, you know, <laughs> insert reasoning and, you know, entertaining that thought, I'm just going to slay coaching and I'm just going to help so many people. And this is going to be amazing. And it took like a whole two weeks for us to realize, well, um, no, that's not happening. And I can't do this. And this is not going to work. And this, this doesn't work for me. This is whatever I can do. I can stay in my safe little bubble and keep having my smaller income, but the idea of making enough that I'm going to provide like our life, like that's not happening. And my husband went and got a job and, um, working in construction, working in another state, lived in a hotel, um, and was growing up seeing our daughter on FaceTime. Um, one of the times he was, it was just, we, we did not see each other somewhere in there, somehow, some way we got pregnant and um had a miscarriage and i was alone um our dog got hit by a car and i was alone and everything was just hard and i and then he and then he unexpectedly got laid off from that and then it just was a we got something's got changed something's got changed he found a new job that wasn't paying very good but if i step up with coaching i can meet me in the middle and we can figure this out and we did it for about six months but it was working and whatever and then we, we got pregnant again and our little Emma stuck. And, um, I had like the worst pregnancy I'd ever had and we didn't have good insurance. We were paying for it and it was horrible insurance. And so starting to factor in how much her birth was going to cost, let alone our premiums we were paying, I hit my terror barrier again that I can't, I can't do this. I can't keep working as hard as I am feeling this sick feeling this much financial pressure, you have to go back to that construction job. And that he was like, I, I hated that job. Ash, I don't, I don't want to go back and I don't want to leave you. You're sick. Our little girl at the time was three. And he was like, I don't, I don't want to leave you taking care of her for weeks at a time by yourself while you're this sick. And I, I just, let's figure out another way. And I, I believe in you and I, you have, all these amazing examples of what's possible. You have Micah, you have my coach, Jay Lynn, that they did it. Like they did it. You can do it too. And that I just, 
could not, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. You have to get a job. So he and I fought for a while. He went and got this job. And that summer was horrible. I was so, so sick. And our daughter cried herself to sleep every night. He was working 18 hour days, seven days a week. So he really didn't have the energy to FaceTime or talk because he was always working, always in the sun, absolutely hammering his body. And um, right when the shift was about to happen, I, like Micah talked in the podcast about, there's so many things that I'm like, I just wish this would have clicked for me sooner because everything she's talking about was me. (laughs) Um, My dad had never been able to hold down a job. And my parents had never, um, they'd never like had more than what they needed. And the fact that I had hit a place in my life that yeah, we didn't see each other, but my husband was making so much money without having to go to school or without having to have special whatever. Um, the fact that we'd achieved this had more than enough for our needs. And once he started doing it again and got back with being with his crew, he loved his job. And so he was very, I love this. I love this. This is so good. I'm about to get a promotion. I'm potentially going to get my own crew. And I love this. And that I was like, well, I don't. And I think you might need to, I think we're going to need to get you out of this. And I don't know, uh, I don't know what it is I want you to do, but I want you to get another job. And everything was on him. It was on him to find something else that paid enough, that had good benefits, that had good insurance, that wasn't this. And he was adamant that he didn't want to find something else. And okay. So I hit my bondage moment just as we were getting ready to go to um, a retreat that I had earned. And I was a week away from having my little Emma. And um, the only reason I was able to go to the retreat, I get asked this question all the time is, oh my gosh, how'd you go to a retreat 39 weeks pregnant? It was technically closer to the the hospital than my house was. And so it was like, quote unquote, safer to be there because somebody could drive me to the hospital and we'd beat Jake to the hospital. Um, But we, I thought I was going into labor because I was so stressed about feeling like I didn't belong and that I shouldn't go to this retreat because I didn't belong and um, started giving myself contractions, called my doctor and they were like, yeah, you should probably go down and get checked just to be sure. And I called, you know, frantically calling a sitter for my three-year-old, call my mom and um, call and my mom's going to drive me. And so she's on her way over and I called Jake to say, hey, I'm, I'm on my way to the hospital. And he, I, can you come home from being out of state? And he said, no, um, they weren't done with the road. And that his whole crew knew that we were so close to having a baby, but nothing was going to, like they, they needed him to finish the road. The whole crew couldn't come back. He hadn't driven himself up. And um, so like, just try not to have a baby right now because I can't come home. And that like bondage moment of somebody else is deciding my life. Somebody else is controlling his schedule and he has missed two summers. He's missing 
He's missed basically my whole pregnancy. He's missed seeing our little girl grow up. She's seeing him on FaceTime more than she sees him in real life. And now somebody else is deciding that he doesn't get to come home for her birth. And that like snap happened that like, okay, okay. I'm in bondage. I am done sleeping by myself. My husband also volunteers with our sheriff's department and is aware of things that my little bubble isn't aware of that happened in my community. And so while he was out of town, he always wanted me to sleep with a gun. And um, so I always had a loaded Smith and Wesson next to me on the nightstand. And I just was like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing that I have said, I'm so content and I love this life. And I'm so content because he loves his job and it pays so good. And it's such good insurance. And I'm so thankful and you know, whatever and it provides for our needs. I'm so thankful. And like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, I am thankful, but I, this is not what I want. I don't want this anymore. And I don't want to sleep next to a gun. I want to sleep next to my husband all the time, seven nights a week. Like I, what would that be like? And what would it be like if like no one else was saying what memories he was going to get to be there for or which ones he wasn't. And that just started the whole, let's figure out how to work through all the things that are happening between my ears. Okay. So let's dig into this a little bit because this is a lot, right? So you had multiple moments and multiple opportunities to do more with your business that would allow you to live more of the life that you wanted. But every single time the doubts, the fears, the limiting beliefs, all the stuff controlled the situation and you talked yourself down to, but I'm, but he loves his job, buddy, this, but I'm content and we're happy and, oh, we're making more than my parents. So we're actually above the standard that I had set for myself. So we must be doing good. So this is just the life that I get to live because it's what I've been dealt and doing something different at this point is scary. Right. Amen. All the things. Yes. <laughs> so this is so common. This is so common. And the thing that people, the thing that people need to understand is that it finally did take. So I talked on the episode about how we either in order to like reprogram our brains and rewire the paradigms and all the stuff that actually controls our behaviors, you have to like repetition, you have to reaffirm, you have to rewire like through proactive action on our part, which is totally doable for anyone. We can all do that. It takes work and it takes effort. But the other thing that oftentimes happens is that big emotional like situation, what like someone dies, someone loses a job, some like something happens where you literally hit a wall and you have no other choice. You are so like emotionally shook that you take the actions that were scary before and they don't seem that scary anymore because you just almost have to at that point. So it kind of came to that. So you were about to give birth with your husband, not there. And you were like, what is this life that we've just created? Like, okay, maybe I'm not okay with this. Yes. Like so much. Yes. And that emotional, like that's a spot on. And I, I, there's the quote about you change when the fear of changing is less painful than the fear of staying the same, whatever that quote is that, that was all of a sudden, like, 
real. Like I knew this was going to be hard and I knew that I was going to have to do things I had never done because if you want to get somewhere you've never been, you got to do things you've never done. And so I knew that there were things that were, that were missing, that there was something I could do different and I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something that could be different. Um, but I think it started with the desire, the identifying the bondage and like realizing I've hit this place that sucks and realizing that it's going to be hard, but I want to push through the hard because I want this to change. And I think all the other times that we'd hit that going through my miscarriage alone, going through, um, losing our dog alone, going through all those other things, those were so hard, but I, it wasn't hard enough. I don't even know how to phrase that, but it wasn't enough to make me like, I can do something about this. Yeah. And that moment of he was going to miss Emma's birth was like, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah. And I had no idea what, and what it ended up like, if you had showed me my life right now and like three years from now, this is what's going to happen. Like, this is what you will have done. I never would have believed you. Cause this is not, this was not even in the realm of possibility. I had one goal going into that retreat, figure out how to get Jake a different job and it, what it, what ended up happening and all the just, yeah. Oh, all the yes. Okay. I love it. So here's what I want our listeners to understand is that it, we don't have to wait for like a tragic moment in our life to make a change. There's two things. And Ashley and I were chatting about this before we went on air. There's two things that will motivate people. There's the hope of something better. So that's the person that can like see a better life. They can see what it could be. They can see how it could be different. And they're motivated by making changes in order to create that and make that their reality. Or there's the fear of what could happen if things don't change or what could happen if your spouse died or what could happen if your whatever income you have right now went away. Like things like that can happen, right? They do every single day and people are, have their back against the wall. Thankfully, lots of us don't go through those moments where like our back is against the wall. So that is why oftentimes we do get stuck in complacency. We get stuck in being content because we're, because we're comfy. I like, I say that word all the time because that's the most dangerous place to be is you're just kind of comfy and you're coasting through life and you have your necessities taken care of, but you don't really have a savings. You don't really have cushion. You don't really have a plan B for if something happens, but you also aren't uncomfortable enough to make any changes about it. And you don't allow yourself to think about worst case scenario, because that's stressful and that causes anxiety and you don't want to go there, but you also are, are comfy enough that you don't even want to step outside your comfort zone or do anything that you're, that kind of feels scary right now, because it's good enough. Like life is good enough right now. So why would you do anything harder to create a little bit better of a life? Because it's just good enough right now, you know? So I want you guys to just get clear where you're at. Like, where are you right now? And if something happened, like, let yourself go there. Like, let yourself go there. If your spouse lost their job, would you be okay? Would you be okay to pay all the bills for six months while they were looking for another job? 
would you be okay to, you know what I mean? Like all of the necessities that right now might be taken care of. If something happened, if your spouse passed away, if you got sick, if they weren't able to work, would you be okay? Because sometimes, um, it takes listing out the things that we're uncomfortable with and the things that, that kind of frustrate us in order to allow ourselves to, to dream bigger and to want more. I was, I was going through an activity this couple weekends ago at our retreat that I had with my leaders. And you guys obviously know that I'm obsessed with a vision. I'm obsessed with, with being grateful for where you're at right now, but being so driven by what could be, what you're here for, like what more you can become, what life you can create. And that's really hard for a lot of people. It's really hard for people to even dream about a life different than what they know now. It's, it's really hard for people to want, they feel guilty, they feel selfish, they feel all of these negative things. And so the very first thing that I had my girls do, instead of being like, okay, what does your dream life look like? How are you spending your day? Who are you surrounded by? How do you feel? Instead of starting with that, because that is so foreign to most people, they don't even allow themselves to like dream about stuff like that. Cause they don't, they don't even, they can't even go there. What I start with is what in your life right now makes you frustrated? What brings stress? What makes you anxious? What makes you worry? What causes friction in your marriage? And those are, they're called contrast statements. Those are the things that are a lot easier to identify because thinking back to where we were at when I was very content with life, um, I, I shared my story earlier, but my husband was in vet school. I always knew we would be taken care of as long as he was around, able to work and able to provide like I, but I didn't ever allow myself to be like, well, what if he wasn't, what would I do then? Because Holy moly, I did not have a plan B at all. So I was very content with just like going with, going with the flow and like following him around and doing, doing what he needed to do. And then I started to allow myself to say, but what do I actually want? What do I actually want? And it, it took me getting clear on the things that I didn't want first for me to then identify what I did want. So just so you can like see when we were in vet school, I didn't want to be stuck in the Midwest. No offense to my Midwesties. I, I loved it out there when we were at school in Oklahoma, but my family was back West and I'm a family girl through and through. And I wanted my kids to grow up around their grandparents, around their cousins, around their aunts and uncles. And the way things were going, JD was going to probably end up taking a job in the Midwest because that was what was going to pay him the most. And we needed the income out of school. We needed to pay off all the loans. We like were slave to money. Like that's how I felt. We were going to follow the money because that's what was essential in life. And I was like, well, that bugs me. That frustrates me that I'm not going to be able to have my kids grow up by the, by their family. And that alone was enough for me to be like, well, what if I could actually do something with this coaching business? Like, what if I could just go all in and we wouldn't have to be tied down to where he needs a job and that income. And that seed of hope was planted 
because of the frustration. So the, the, that's something that I want you guys to do when you, when you get off this episode, I want you guys to put pen to paper and I want you to just allow yourself to list out the things in life that are causing you stress, making you frustrated, um, causing friction in your marriage or your relationships, or just anything that you're unhappy with right now, because we don't have to live in that state. I was on, I was on a call with Rob Dial and he is a guru when it comes to the brain and how people live and, and what motivates you and all the things. And he, he was talking about how you're either living in a state of, there was two states. Did you listen to that call yet? Okay. There's two states and I should have written it down, but basically there's like a beautiful state and don't quote me on this cause it's probably not even right, but there's a beautiful state and there's like a, a m- miserable state. And that's not what he said, but there's two states and most people live in this miserable state as their norm, stress, anxiety, frustration, unhappy, like all of those things, that's their norm. And they have just settled as like, this is just what people do. You just feel this way. You just get through life. And you guys, that is not how you should live. Like there is a better way you can actually be happy in life. You can actually be fulfilled. You can be all of the things that you want to be, but you've got to be willing to face what's going on in your life. And I feel like this content situation is one of the things that just kind of leave you circling that like, I, I kind of want more, but I don't know. I'm not really willing to change. I kind of want this, but I'm not really that unhappy. So we're just going to stay here. So I want you guys to just get really clear. Like, and I want to hear from Ashley. So we're going to wrap this up, but Ashley looking back and knowing what it took to create a different life, a different reality for you guys. Like, what do you wish you could have told your Ashley that was stuck in that place of like, just kind of that place of, I don't know, just being stuck. Really? What would you say to her? And what, like, what did it actually take for you to create a life that you love instead of just a life that you were okay. Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get stuck. They lose the joy. And they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So 
This is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. Oh, I would. So the steps that Micah talked about, about bondage and reasoning and then the terror barrier I wish I could go back and tell her like you know however many years before I finally figured this out but that reasoning phase where you start to like what if I do this like what if and you start to play that game that voice that comes in right after of all the like well you don't look like this and you can't because of this and you don't know how to manage time and you're not a good enough leader and you're insert all the inner mean snotty girl voices i wish i could go back and tell me that that happens to everybody everybody gets those mean voices in their head and that's and when they are about to hit their terror barrier and that that's not a reason to take your foot off the gas that's a reason and that's not a reason to change your goal that is a sign that if it's something you really truly want to overcome that you work through those voices and that you, and you don't work through those voices by, I always like compare it to if you're listening to, if you're watching a movie and your kids are playing in the same room and they're playing kind of loud, if you turn up the TV, what's going to happen? Your kids are going to get louder and then you're going to turn up the TV and and like, and then it's just chaos. You can't hear anything. I think so many people think when they hear those inner voices and they hit that terror barrier that you're just supposed to drown it out with positivity and podcasts and personal development and those things have a place but not right there right there is where you have to like silence everything else and turn up that voice in your head to like get to the point that they're what they're saying isn't rational that well i'm not a good enough leader because everybody quits and I can't get anybody to stick around and like working through that, that like, okay, well, number one, is that true? Is literally, literally 100% is every single person gone or is there just two or three people that you had such high hopes for that they're gone? Like, which is it? And that, that made it like, Oh, okay. Okay. But beyond that, making it like, so that your brain sees that that's not, it's not logical or helping your brain see the steps to growth or helping your brain see that if I was such a good leader, more of my people would be successful. Well, are you going to own their success? Just, are you going to own their failures? Is it your fault if they fail? Cause if it's your fault, if they fail, then you get to take all the credit when they succeed. And then that made my brain like, well, no, I'm not going to take any credit when they succeed. They're the one that did the work and that it let, it helped my brain let go of it's not on me if they don't. And if they like, that's them. And I can, 
it working through those so that my voice, my inner voices were like, this doesn't even make sense. This does not even make sense. And then creating that repetition and creating those affirmations of telling myself the thing that my inner mean girl was saying, saying the opposite. So it's positive, but I don't, you don't switch just from inner mean girl to the affirmation. You've got to like work through the logistical, like this doesn't even make sense. And that working through logistical doesn't even make sense. One of my favorite people to help me work through my limiting beliefs is my spouse because men's brains just don't understand where we get this emotional <laughs> crap from. And so they could, they're so logical and talking like I've talked to my dad about some of mine that it just makes it like, this doesn't even make sense. Why do you think that? And that working through, like, I just, anyway, so back to a question that was like a big, long circle answer. I would go back and tell myself that hitting the terror barrier and finding those limiting beliefs work through them. Cause all the things you want that you think are crazy and are outside the realm of your possibility are on the other side, but you, you have to push through those things. And those voices that were in my head, they're in, I, I've just talked to hundreds of people about this, that they're in their head too. These are things that other, this is, it's not just me. Other people think these things and other people who I admire thought these things and figured out how to get over them. And when you can realize it's not just me that thinks this and work through it and then have the repetition of reminding yourself and then you do the podcast and the personal development about that topic and you learn and you study and you grow, you learn about leadership, you learn about time management, you learn about whatever that thing is after you've worked through how your brain can see this is not a logical belief you can get past this and like that i think everything would have changed years earlier if i had known that that's the steps the steps are not i have this big dream i decide i want it whoa look i got it like that's not how it works that's not how it works. yeah so i love it so you mentioned and i know just from knowing you and your story I know that affirmations have been like life changing for you. You guys, affirmations, that's just another word for creating repetition around reprogramming your subconscious, like your paradigms. So she not only had this emotional like situation that was helping her shift, but then she actually did the work. She actually did the work to reprogram all of the negative crap that for years in her life, controlled it and dictated everything. She went, Nope, I'm going to learn through this. I'm going to figure this out. And I think that's where you guys all listening, you're already a step ahead of most people because now you guys are aware that this is a thing. And it's not just a thing one time. It's not just a thing that you are in bondage and then you entertain an idea and then you hit the Terry barrier and you either bounce back or you push through it. And then, woo, you made it, you, you succeeded and, and you can like move on. No, we just get really good at knowing how to navigate this and knowing how to get through it again and again and again, because every single time you push for a new goal or you set a new whatever that you want in life, you hit a new terror barrier. You hit new limiting beliefs. You hit all of this new stuff that is, that is unfamiliar, but you go, I've been here. 
I've done this before. I know what this feeling is. I know right now I feel anxious and scared and nervous and uncomfy. And this is, this is when I usually retreat back. I usually go back to what's comfy and I go, screw this. This is not what feels good. I'm going to go back to what's comfy. You're going to go, no, 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 not this time. Cause I've been here and I'm going to work through this and I'm going to do the work mentally, emotionally, physically to get through it. And that is when you crush the terror barrier and you can move on to the next level of your life. And this is why it's so powerful because it's not just a one-stop shop. It's a continual growth journey for the rest of your life. So that's why I say all the time, like if you're not learning, if you're not growing, if you're not moving, you're going backwards because we are, we're either moving forward or we're going backwards. There's no such thing as like just sitting comfy in place. That's just not how it works. So more than anything, I I hope that you guys can just, I, I feel like just hearing stories for me is like, oh my gosh, all of this, like scientific language makes sense. Like you went through every single phase that I just learned about and thinking into results and like the stuff that Bob was talking about, like, this is what you were going through. And it's just so much easier to like visually see. So Ashley, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing that. I know it's not always comfy, but you're amazing. (laughs) Oh, so exciting. And more than anything, this is like turned into one of the biggest things I'm passionate about is I love helping people get over that stuff. And beyond that, this is, this is so much more than you listening to this because you better believe your kids have limiting beliefs. You better believe your kids have things they're telling themselves they can't do or things that they're afraid of and they let it stop them. And you doing this hard work for you to figure out how to do it for yourself. My six-year-old and my three-year-old both say affirmations. And like when they, they realize that they're afraid of something that they know my daughter has a recital coming and thank you, Corona. She's missed a whole bunch of practices and she's terrified. And we were talking the other day that she started crying and like, I don't know if I can do this mom. And what if I mess up? And, and I was like, no, but what if you do awesome? What if, what if you crush this? What if you are, what if you do amazing? And I want you to tell yourself, I'm going to do my absolute best at my recital. And that it took her like eight times of saying it. Cause it was that, like the way you talk to your mom, I'm going to do amazing at my <laughs> recital. Like, but by the time she like, I'm going to do amazing at my recital, she was smiling. Her energy had completely changed. And then she absolutely obliterated her dress rehearsal and came it. off stage and was like, mom, I like, I'm going to do awesome. And that like, this is so much more than you. This is something that the, that we, I just am so passionate about this. So I hope this helps. I hope this helps you find them, work through them so that you can help the people in your life find them and work through them. And just, yes. hundred percent. And I think, I mean, that's with everything. That's why I'm obsessed with helping women just really level up and overcome this stuff because there is no doubt about it. We're passing on the good and we are absolutely passing on the junk. We're passing on the garbage. We're passing on the luggage that we have, no matter if we want to or not. That's just what happens. So, and we can only do the best we can. So the more we learn, the more we just are continually learning and growing and overcoming this stuff, we are also going to be able to pass that on. That is so powerful. I love it. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. So homework for you guys. Like I mentioned earlier, I want you guys to make two lists. Okay. Pen and paper, two lists. The first list is everything you're uncomfortable with, cause frustration, stress, angst, friction in your life right now. 
Okay. Second list, allow yourself to dream. What does the perfect day to you look like? What are you doing in your career? What are you doing with your impact? What type of income are you making? How are you giving? How are like, what charities are you able to fund? Where are you spending time with your kids? Are you traveling? Are you like, what are you doing with your days? I want you to actually allow yourself to think if I was living my ideal life and money was not an issue, I did not have the stresses of the world. How would I be spending my time and how would I feel? Because you guys have to get clear on how you feel doing those things. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get emotionally connected with it. And then it just seems like fluffy and impossible. If you can get emotionally tied to it and actually feel the type of joy that you feel when you're surrounded by family or actually feel the type of pride and gratitude when you're able to write a check to a charity that you're super passionate about, like actually allow yourself to go there and do those things so that you can say, okay, and I'm going to create that because I want to feel those things every single day. I want to become the person that it takes to live that sort of life because we're all capable. We're just probably not all willing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. So I want you guys to make those two lists. I hope this was helpful. If you think of someone that needs to hear this, or you think this would resonate with them, make sure you share it with them. And if you found like a 15 or 30 second blurb that really spoke to you, make sure you screenshot it, share it in your stories and tag me. I always love to hear what resonates and we will see you back here next week. Bye guys. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.